Welcome to Walks with Albert. Hey, um, today I'm um, coming to you from a courtyard. Uh, I'm walking on bricks a little bit because uh, it's really windy. So I'm surrounding myself on three sides with walls. And I think it's going to work. I think I'm going to get away with this. Uh, I am a little conspicuous though because people will be walking by all the time. And uh, I'm going to just act like oh, I'm just talking into a thing. Just looking up around at this walls and sky. Just, you know, doing what people do when they need to record themselves. They look anywhere else but other people. Anyhow. Okay, I saw a movie, is, uh, which I was interesting to me. Now, don't worry, this is not going to be a podcast that is like, well, I saw a movie, and now I'm going to tell you all about it, and what I think of it, you know, there's enough podcasts like that. <sighs> I hate to do this because it's kind of mean to a podcast. Not that they ever know anything I ever say about them, but like, ooh, I saw Avatar. Uh, that I'm already feeling too mean because uh, not only the things I say I would say about podcasts that started like that but also the things I would say about Avatar oh man I'd get a nosebleed after just five minutes of me ripping on Avatar anyway so the movie that I saw um, it the reason I'm going to talk about it is because it lends itself to certain things that you and I were always thinking about, which is, do certain people, certain worthless people, have a right to even exist? Uh, do they have a right to own things? Do they uh, have a right to have offspring and that they're going to raise poorly and now the little monsters or skanks we got to deal with? And monsters, skanks, either those could be either gender. Uh, you know, there's such a thing as guy skanks. Go out to clubs, you see him there with the cologne and the gold chains and the hair product. That's a guy skank. That, so they, you know, they're looking to score. So they're skanky. But, now, we all been young once, so I'm not, I'm not saying that's a death sentence they're getting for that. But I guess most of us been a little skank at one time. But, you know, we grow out of it, some of us. What if the people that do not grow out of it and are never going to grow out of it, right? Now, the movie I saw was Gone Baby Gone. Now you ask, Albert, how and why did you see this movie? You know, well, okay, some nights I, I just can't decide what to watch. And I try, I try to find out, maybe, as a, as a way of making up my mind, what will be leaving Amazon Prime soon? What movies are going to expire? because maybe then I'm going to try to jump on those, see those before they go away. See, I got this free Amazon Prime membership. If you wonder how you get a free Amazon Prime membership, well, you start with a free trial. And then every now and again, I order something like, I don't know, jar mayonnaise. And then I, uh, I write them an email after it shows up and say, you know that jar of mayonnaise I ordered? The thing was busted. This whole inside of the box is all full of mayonnaise. And now it's got the mayonnaise smell all over my apartment. 
and uh, the, it's, a, it's making the lemurs go crazy. They're showing up here asking for the mayonnaise. So you got to add little things that make your emails sound crazy. Not so crazy that you're a danger to them, but just crazy enough that if a human is reviewing this, they are amused and they probably think that, okay, you know, I'll extend their free Amazon Prime membership like they've requested to, uh, to not have to pursue this any further. Or if it's software that's reviewing all of these complaints. It's fun to think what the software is making of this. And I think if you can confuse the software enough, it just says, fine, another 90 days at Amazon Prime. Go for it. So I've had this free Amazon Prime membership for about, uh, I don't know, a year and a half. It's a skateboarder person going by. And I'm just looking around at, hey, that's an interesting wall part and stuff. I'm so easily embarrassed when I do these things. Anyway, so I saw the movie Gone Baby Gone. Now, I'm not going to spoil the movie. Um, I, I'm just going to say that it shows uh, the underbelly of the lower class. Lower classes like over in... Uh, and the East Coast in uh, those people in a very textured and compelling way that makes you really feel the presence of these people and that some of them should be eliminated from the gene pool. Maybe. Now in the movie, some of them very conspicuously, they, their parents, they have little kids, uh, these people. Uh, should they have had the kid uh, it's a question because it's not little kids fault once a little kid exists and it's there in the world right? but the other question is once they have the kid should the kid be taken away from them and then the parent you sterilize them and then oh, just for good measure you smack them around a little bit and put them in a labor camp until they get the drugs out of their system you know, and then they could go to junior college like I did for um, a couple weeks a few weeks you know one day I'll talk about those few weeks very interesting but okay so gone baby gone makes it pretty clear that there are people who are quite definitely a problem just there and the, anywhere everywhere in society but they, they were very specific here that there were these people who are having kids and they're basically still acting like kids themselves with the drugs and the drinking and the little like trashy crime life you know we all started out as little kids Little kids, by them, just by themselves, they can, you know, they can be evil. I know that, but it's not evil in lieu of other responsibilities. You know, they're not being evil when they could be an upstanding citizen, because the upstanding citizen's not an expectation for them yet. What I mean, like adults, oh, they have ways that they better damn well behave in once you get to a certain age, right? But kids. We'd like, you know, we'd like them to not be screaming and we'd like them to not be little psychos plotting against us and our happiness. But, you know, what is their obligation to conform to a certain standard of pleasantness when they probably have just about no responsibilities? Like, how do you even screw up society when you're six as opposed to 36? 36, definitely. You could screw up society a little bit, but I mean, yeah, we want kids. We want them to be quiet, quieter. But you know, 
that's really around me. I need them to be quiet. Elsewhere in the world, I, I couldn't care. I don't really have an opinion. Because truth is, I got to be a real crazy kid. Man, did I. I heard some stories when I was little because I don't remember them anymore. But I heard from my parents um, that I would go so crazy in restaurants, especially this one tiki restaurant called Kelbo's. Went so crazy with the fountains and the urinals in the bathroom that I thought were other fountains that they had to just get the food to go and go home at a certain point. Now look at me. So some of these screaming little kids, they, they might get to be another Albert someday. And now I'm depressed. That's a really horrible thought. That they go from that, that level of happiness and enthusiasm for the world into this. But you know, maybe they get lucky and die young. Uh, about 12 is good for, I think if there's a perfect age to die. It's either 12 or 82. It's one of those two ages, I think. I don't know, maybe 14 and 74. Everything else, you know, it's a tragedy, maybe a little bit. Or an inconvenience. Or just sad. You, did, you didn't do the full and you didn't do the shortcut. You did, yeah, I don't but yeah, so by uh, this movie, the Gone, Gone Baby Gone, you know, it's made by the usual Hollywood softies who otherwise, you know, they w w when they're not doing a movie like this, which is really condemning the lower classes of the East Coast if in these inner cities, boy, is it. These, uh, you'd think these neighborhoods, wow. When they're not making a movie with that kind of really uh, brutalist message, they, uh, you know, they would 100% Trump or any other politician in a meat grinder for not being 100% blue state, you know, they would. But they make a movie then, which is confusing because this movie is really clear that the lower classes in these Jersey-esque neighborhoods, these Boston, lower blue-collar Boston neighborhoods, are full of obnoxious people we should be turning into dog food. And I don't even think that uh, those neighborhoods... Well, nah, you know what, not, I'm, I try to be uh, a more subtle thinker than that, except when it's large-scale nuclear warfare or something like a disease that wipes out a great deal of the population. But here's, here really the thing is this, they made those idiot barfly types in the movie look so real. What it does is this movie, which is otherwise this little crime drama, it really becomes this larger argument about eugenics and euthanasia for people who are just, they are just the bad apples in the barrel. And we, what are we doing? Why are we just putting barrel after barrel out there with bad apples in them? Uh, like if we were an apple factory, I don't know how that works. And I don't know why you'd put apples in a barrel, honest. But see that, that's what, they took such care and such trouble to make these people so repulsive. Now, it's easy to make thugs, right? And usually it's easy to make thugs that are ridiculous. I don't know if you've seen the Death Wish movies after Death Wish 1. Oh, I gotta tell you about these movies. Okay, so Death Wish 1, Charles Bronson plays a guy who goes to New York or he's living in New York 
and his wife and his daughter get followed home by a bunch of of thuggy types who are looking for a good time. You could tell they're all hopped up on reefer and stuff like that. I mean, they're just these wild faces, right? Okay. So they followed the wife and daughter home and uh, do bad things to them. And the wife ends up dying and the daughter ends up comatose. Death Wish 2, uh, spoiler alert, not that you should see these movies, they're terrible, but they're kind of funny. And so they're not really there for the plot points. So you can't really spoil something that it's just, it's so obvious what's going to happen. Okay, Death Wish 2. The daughter gets uh, done in by thugs. Death Wish 3. This Char- Charlie Branson going to visit a friend in another city. And just before he's showing up, just before the cab is dropping him off, his friend gets a bunch of... A bunch of these weird sort of 80s theater troupe gangbangers break into his friend's house and harass him and beat him up and I think kill him or beat him very nearly to killing him. You know, he's on the hospital bed, barely able to describe what happened to him. <laughs> these people breaking it. I mean, it's sad when it happens in real life, but this movie's so bad. And there's a Death Wish 4. And there is a Death Wish 5. I just, and it's the same sort of thing. This... Charles Bronson is a man who is cursed. He's like a thug magnet. Anytime he's gonna go visit someone, I think they should eventually get the message in these movies and they just, they try, they try to not invite Charles Bronson anywhere because they know that five minutes before he shows up, you're gonna get uh, beaten and, and uh, forcibly uh, sexed with, with uh, them. They're gonna do that to you. So these Death Wish movies, they're funny. They're like comedies, you know, because they're just these the people in it. The the thugs. They're just like clowns. They are, you know, like coming out of a clown car to go beat you up. Um, although, you know, I should say, in Death Wish One, the group of people who go and follow the wife and daughter home, and then do really, really not bad things to them. One of them is Jeff Goldblum. I can't believe it. You're watching the movie, and he's just some desperate actor playing the uh, kind of a happy-go-lucky rapist in this movie. And you're like, wow, someday Jurassic Park for this guy. And you have no idea, because he looks like a Muppet, uh, like a Muppet on, on amphetamines in this, in this thing. And then Death Wish 2, Lawrence Fishburne. It's one of the, the gang members. And you're looking at it, it's like someday he's going to run the Matrix or m- administer it. And there he is, just uh, grinning and smacking around some family or the daughter, just like Jason Adada and the director of these movies. He really had one instruction for these actors. Like, pretend it's a, it's a big party. The serial abuse of random victims. Pretend it's like, it's like, you're about to burst into singing happy birthday. You're that happy. So the real thing I wanted to say about Gone Baby Gone is that the movie reminded me so much of that question about eating cows. I, and I don't know if you ever got this question. But uh, you eating cow. Like, and I, look, even if I didn't eat beef, I just love cows or what they gave us with ice cream. Because ice cream, 
how many things, how many come downs and headaches and exhaustions have I cured with just eating ice cream? Gotta be in the thousands by now. You know, ice cream is a miracle food. Just, it, you know, it makes you into a sphere if you're not careful and you overindulge. But in moderation, it is the superfood of superfoods. Uh, I don't know how, but it is, especially when it's got chunks in it of other things. I uh, like the mar- uh, the one that's like pie is part of the the flavor title, and then it's got little chunks of pie crust in it. Superfood. Anyway, so, but every now and again you you eating cow, you're talking about eating cow or chicken with some animal, and someone says, you know, we that's wrong. You shouldn't eat animals. And then you say to them, in a as polite a way as you can, you know these. Uh, the cow is not very smart and the chicken are not very smart and they're not even I'm not even sure how aware they are of what they are and their place in the world I think they're just kind of semi-conscious protein things and now I think maybe that isn't the greatest comeback you know in terms of intellectual discourse but it it is what we're thinking I mean it's um, it is somewhere back in our minds that is the justification for it well um people who hear this argument they usually come back with this you know what if relative cows to us were so much smarter than cows what if an alien came down to the planet in spaceship racer aliens and they were so intellectually superior to us that we are to them like cows to us, well, do they have the right now to treat us as food? And there's a Twilight Zone episode to serve man, which uh, elaborates on this point. Now, that's an interesting argument. It's hard to say because maybe it is a bit hypocritical to uh, say, no, uh, they can't use us for food, even though we have the intelligence gap at a similar distance between us and them and us and cows. However, you could try to make an argument that, okay, there's a certain threshold of intelligence which happens to do with abstract reasoning and self-awareness and also awareness of mortality, other things um, that now put you in a position of autonomy and rights above a cow or above a chicken. But I don't know. It is, a, it is a weird area to kind of get into. Because I don't think a lot of us spend a lot of time thinking what is it like to be a cow or a chicken. We can make guesses that they do not know about death. Uh, they do, do not know that they are going to die and that the, everything around them is going to die. And so they do not have any apprehension or dread of that, even though they can feel fear of things that are happening around them at any given present moment. I don't know. I do like cows, though, for the ice cream. And you don't have to kill them to get ice cream out of them. Sorry if that all was sloppy, that I was trying to think it through as I was talking. Um, The really important thing, though, about Gone Baby Gone and the way it makes you think about super smart aliens coming down here and cleaning up on people who uh, of intelligence that are way down below them, which might be all of us, is that, you know, if that were to happen, 
if we get the aliens visiting and they're wiping us out, you know, making us into the sandwich, then, you know, Instagram goes away. Uh, monotone hip hop. See, I'm making a distinction now. You know, most hip hop is monotone, but, you know, not every single one. Right? Like uh, MC Shane's third album from 1990, Play It Again, Shan. That, that's, it's not bad. It has some catchy bits. Um, see, who else should disappear if aliens showed up? People who rev their engines really loud at stoplights right next to apartment buildings. Aliens zapping that person into ashes. Tell me that doesn't make you 100% happier. Tell me that doesn't make you stand up and clap. See, this is what a walk with Albert is like. It's a list of grievances. <laughs> ah, damn it. Now, one of these days, and we'll have a walk. I'll go try to find the bunnies again. Or maybe I'll go visit that duck again. It's been a while. One of the duckies still there. And it really did look like that was his property. That little bit. Like I was getting pretty near to where his porch was. And give me that look. Like, uh... You know, whatever you're selling, I don't want it. Which is be, would be running through my head if I were the duck there and I see a human coming up. It'd be like, whatever's going on here, this exchange, brother, I, I don't need it. Why don't you go try, I don't know, petting a squirrel? Because a squirrel will not take that squirrel pull a knife on you. Not really, I'm, talk I'm speaking figuratively, right? When I say things like that about squirrels, they will not really pull a little squirrel knife on you. They will do their equivalent of that, which is scratching and biting. Probably. Anyhow. So I want to thank you, Hollywood, for giving me uh, Gone Baby Gone for the podcast, because it's always a happy thing to discover that you secretly agree with the rest of us, all of us standard barren absolutists. You're right there with us. I mean, you can't say that when you're in interviews, but you make movies to give us a hint that, yeah, we put them right. We put everyone in detention centers, everyone that isn't us, and maybe even ourselves, we'd do it. Anyhow, now it's quiet. Well, I just heard a car honk. All right, well, now's a good time to uh, say uh, goodbye for this one. It's almost, I'm almost going to say goodnight. Because sun's going down. I got a little bit of light there on the, the clouds way off west. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Talk to you next time. Bye. Oh, never. Ugh, never got famous.com. See, I've almost missed it that time. One of these days I'm going to forget. And that's going to be the one that goes big, right? And no one's going to know what to do. Of how to even to know anything more than that. Well, there's something actually kind of beautiful about that but no i'm gonna i'm gonna ex exploit the possibility anytime with these one of these actually people listening to it you never know oh you're listening to it all right bye bye <laughs>